everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. This is an episode I think all the ladies are going to love, but men, I think you're going to learn a lot about women if you listen, so I suggest you do. We're talking to Dr. Beth Westy, and we are talking about hormones and PMS and premenopause and menopause and fat loss and all the frustrations and confusion that go along with the female body and also all the amazingness as well. So Dr. Beth Westy is a doctor of chiropractic. She's an author, speaker, women's health and nutrition expert. She is the author of the best-selling book, The Female Fat Solution, the creator of the 12-week Female Fat Solution Challenge and the host of the Female Health Solution Podcast, which you can hear me on in a few months. She has made it her mission to change the way women view their health, traveling the country to educate and empower women to take their health into their own hands. And I think that's amazing. I share more and more of my story with my latest health journey and my frustrations with so many of the doctors and healers that I saw, some good ones, but really it was taking my health into my own hands. And I love talking to people who are advocates of that. Dr. Beth Westy also uses nutrition to help women work with the natural cycle of their bodies and achieve lasting weight loss results and overall health. She has a new book that's out today called The Female Menopause Solution. You can get it at all the places, specifically Amazon, and you can learn more about her at drbethwesty.com. Before we dive in, I want to talk to you about BetterHelp. You've probably heard me mention them before. I'm really proud that they're a sponsor because it gives you an opportunity to connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential and it's so convenient. So this means... You can have your own counselor from anywhere in the world. You don't have to drive anywhere. And if you live in a place where you don't think there are good counselors around you, no more excuses because better help can help. You can get support and have sessions at your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time, no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option for Over It and On With It listeners. You get 10% off your first month with discount code Over It. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash Over It. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. Betterhelp.com slash over it. And now on to my conversation with Dr. Beth Westy. Beth, I am so excited to have you on the show. We have so many women that listen to the show and so many questions about female hormones. And I'm so glad that we get to dive into all things female. And for the men listening, this is really good for you too, because you will understand (laughs) women even better. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So where I'd love to start is you're actually trained as a chiropractor, correct? Yes. So what made you go from chiropractic to becoming an expert on female hormones. Now I can, I can imagine that seeing person after person every day and treating is hard on a family, it's hard on your body. And you probably grew out of that in some ways, but I also guess there was some passion you had for, for solving this problem that so many females grapple with. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So I actually got interested in natural health when I was finishing up my undergrad degree, I actually went to massage therapy school, um, which changed the game for me. I found out I loved working with my hands. I loved natural health. Before that, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Mm. I thought that was going to be 
like the best thing ever to be a pediatrician. And then I realized really what medical health was versus natural health. And I was like, you know, I don't want to just sit and write prescriptions all day. I want to help people get better and feel better and be more involved in their health. And, you know, I was finishing massage school. I loved working with my hands. I decided to go to chiropractic school instead because it seemed like a natural next step. And so when I got into chiropractic, it was really more about whole body health, you know, looking at all of the natural systems, all of that, and and then learning more about chiropractic and, and what drives that and the, and the human body. Fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> fascinating and frustrating at times. <laughs> yes. And then you know, I had a little bit of a different path, right? Uh, through grad school, I had my first two kids while I was still a student. I graduated, started a, a business, and then got pregnant with my third. And so here I was, uh, and she was actually born two months early. So I had a preemie, a two-year-old, wow. a four-year-old, and a business that was less than a year old that was failing. So I was not sleeping, you mm. know, not, I was doing everything I could you know, within my capacity to take care of my health, which was not, not great. Right. I was taking all these supplements. I was trying to do all these good things. Right. Cause I could take supplements in the car on my way to work. You know, I could (laughs) and put on your mascara and eat your breakfast. (laughs) I I know you, I don't even have kids and I used to do that. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. Right. I was, I was trying to manage it all. And it was so after my third was born, I started getting ovarian cysts and it was due to all the stress, everything else. And I was just, I was struggling really, really bad. Every month I would get a cyst, it would burst and it would be really painful and put me on the floor. And I struggled with this for over a year and a half. Mm. And I was working with anybody I could think of that would help. Meaning my friends are all chiropractors or acupuncturists or massage therapists or naturopaths or, you know, osteopaths. I was seeing everybody and I was taking a basket of supplements. I was doing all these things, you know, quote unquote, you know, all the, can't see my hands right now. guys, but Mm -hmm. I'm making the air quotes, all (laughs) the things. And I was still having really bad problems, still struggling really, really bad. And Finally, I got so fed up with it that I I didn't know what to do anymore. And there was one day where I, I had a hard time getting off the floor in my office because I would hide behind a table in the back room. Mm-hmm. That's where I would hide to kind of take a moment because um, I'd be treating patients and an assist would burst and I'd have to run back there and just wait it out about 10 minutes before I could get up off the floor. And my office manager called my husband and was like, you need to take her in. She's just ridiculous back there. She can't treat anymore today. Yeah. Let's take her in. So they, you know, he drove me to the ER and it was, okay, yep, these are cysts. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> How do I get rid of them? You know, and they were like, well, you can go on the pill. And I'm like, that's, ugh. I have such terrible side effects from the pill. I don't want that in my body. And it's not a solution for me, right? Like, right. they're like, no. Yes. They're like, but here's the pill and here's your Vicodin. There you go. Oh, perfect. That's so healing. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I was like, Vicodin. So they're like, yeah, you can't really drive on it. And you know, know. but you're going to need to be on it every month, blah, blah, blah. I was like, so that's, that's, I was like, don't even give it to me. I'm not even going to fill the prescription. And those things, you know, I've, I've taken Vicodin for pain and I once took, um, what is it called? Not Xanax, but a real Valium. Maybe it was Valium. No, I don't know what it was, but something when I got my Lasix for my eye surgery. Now I, both times I thought, wow, I see how people get addicted to this. I oh. mean, when you're hopeless and you don't know what else to do, mm-hmm. the pill, Vicodin, 
all of those things, so many people are like, okay, well, I just, you're so beaten down and in so much pain and feel like you can't get any relief when it comes to your body. So I completely empathize with anybody who is taking those things right now, because sometimes people feel like it's the only solution they have. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The only solution. And it's the only solution that's like presented to them. And I was like, listen, I I appreciate the, you know, prescription. I'm not going to do it, but I I need something different. And I was telling him I am gluten-free, dairy-free, complete elimination diet. I'm taking all these supplements. And he was like, yeah, that's that's not going to give you any results at all. I don't know why you're wasting all your time and money on that. I was Mm. like, "Uh, uh, Mm. okay. Okay, great. But so I got, I basically got really frustrated and fed up because I just, I wasn't finding a solution. I wasn't getting any help. I wasn't, you know, and, and I know every every gal has had that same experience. You go into the doctor, you're like, Hey, I got something funky going on with my body. What do I do about it? And they look at you like you have three heads and you're crazy. Cause they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Your right. labs seem fine. Or you have this one thing that's you know, you're like, you're like, Hey, not everybody fits into a box right. or they just textbook. blame it on some version of menopause or PMS. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, I just, I want to find a different solution for this. I want to find a solution that's actually going to help me get better and stay better because I didn't have this problem before I had kids and I had, you know, kids, I had a lot of stress, Yeah. but I was bound and determined that I was going to find a solution for this and, and just start getting better and feeling better. And so I started, uh, while I was in chiropractic school, I actually got certified in acupuncture and Eastern medicine. And I specialized in fertility issues, cycle issues, and women's health issues. And I took all of that training and I started doing a deep dive into Eastern medicine, into Ayurveda, into Chinese medicine. And I started looking at how other cultures work with female hormone problems and just started, okay, yep. So I'm going to start to work with this. I'm going to start to get my cycle regular. I'm going to start to help my system out. I needed to do a hormone detox to flush out all that excess hormone and stress from my body. And then it was really working with, I was like, oh my gosh, there's different cultures and different places around the world that they honor the different body that women have throughout the month. Yeah. You know, your hormones change so much. I mean, you essentially have four different bodies, you know, every month, one body each week. And so I took all of that information and just combined it with what we know in Western, in the Western world of nutrition and macros and how the body works and functions. And I just kind of married them together and said, okay, this is how I'm going to feed and fuel my body each week of the month to help my system the most. And it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen right away. But within a few months, I was able to get rid of my cysts using foods and everything else. And they've never returned. Never returned. That's amazing. And I want to really dive into the tactical because I know that people Mm -hmm. are going to have a lot of the tactical questions. And the other thing I want to say too, is that every body is different and every woman's Mm -hmm. body is different. I went in to endocrinologist after doctor, after whatever, when I was having just these heavy periods, low iron, weight gain, fatigue. And the endocrinologists would tell me, 30 seconds after I said, I want to get pregnant this year. Oh, you're just premenopausal. And that was my diagnosis. And 
I tried to do things. I was like, well, maybe I am, maybe I'm just hitting that. Like you don't hit, expect to hear that in your late thirties, early forties. You think that's for like late forties, early fifties, especially <laughs> when you want to have a baby. And, and for me, it actually wasn't a hormonal issue. For me, it was Epstein-Barr virus. And yeah. I had to not do a lot of the things that they say are good for hormones. Like I had to cut out a lot of fat. I had to stop eating eggs. I had to, you know, so it's like a different we, it's knowing our bodies, but I think having a greater understanding of how hormones work in our body and how we're not, I think we're sold a misunderstanding, Beth, and I'd love for you to talk about this, that as women, we're just supposed to feel shitty. Like our periods oh. are supposed to feel awful. We're supposed to have PMS. We're supposed to go through like this 20 year menopausal period. And that mm-hmm. anytime anything's wrong, it's just our hormones, be it our mood, our weight, whatever it may be, it's just our hormones. And we just have to like accept it because we're women. Oh my gosh. Yes. Holy cow. So much. Yes to that. That is exactly what it is. That's when I started diving into all of this information and looking at how different cultures and you know countries treat the female body or look at the female body, I was like, why do we look at it like this? Right. Like, oh yeah, you're going to get your period. Everything's going to be terrible. Right. Like, what? No. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Like, right. you know, this and, is ridiculous. And I'm wondering if you came across, Stephanos and I were talking about this a couple of days ago and I was having a terrible period and has it always been like this for women or is it just that we've got so many toxins, so many heavy metals and so much more stress that these awful hormonal issues are more a result and so many medications, it's more of a result on, of that than just the way our body naturally works. So I have a theory on this uh-huh. and it can only really be a theory because of course, when we look at the history of uh, health and everything, everything that's recorded is really recorded for the male body. Yeah. Nobody ever studied it. Right. When they, when you look at the history of women's health, there's actually some really horrific things like the, you know, quote unquote, mo- father of modern gynecology brutalized women. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it's, 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 it's really heartbreaking. Um, what women went through and what male doctors did to women to try and figure out how the female body worked. So there's not a lot historically for that. I mean, if anything, I would wager that most of the health conditions were due to malnutrition, you know, especially in the, in the U S you know, 150 years ago, 200 years ago, you know, somebody living on a farm in the middle of nowhere, if they didn't have access to regular food, they be nutritionally depleted and have health conditions and hormone issues because of that. But you're totally right. I, I a hundred percent agree. A lot of it is due to the stress, the toxins, everything else, what our bodies are exposed to and that we're not geared up for flushing it all out. And especially if we have something else going on, any autoimmune issues, any thyroid issues, anything like that. And it's just too much on our bodies to try and keep up with all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay. So you mentioned in your protocol, hormone detox, and I guess that piggybacks what you just said about it's hard to flush our hormones out because that's basically what happens is that our body just can't process hormones in the natural way that it needs to. So what is a hormone detox and how, how does one do it? Yeah. So there's different ways that you can go through it, but, and, and as of course, if you Google it, there's going to be a bazillion things out there. The main things to keep in mind though, when you're looking at flushing out your hormones, you need to look at all the places that hormones are stored in the system and in your body. A lot of people will just think, well, fat cells, right? Well, of course, yes, but 
how can you actually tap into your fat cells if you are stuck at a certain weight? A lot of women with hormone issues, the body has a hard time losing weight and men and women lose weight differently. And you have to force your body to target specific fat cells that hold onto those hormones. And there's ways you can do that through intermittent fasting, you know, um, but supporting your liver and other organs nutritionally to make sure that your system flushes everything out well. Another big area of the body that people forget about is um, your lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. So all that fluid, the fluid in your body, and it's, you know, I think of it like a little water layer under your skin, but all of that can hold excess hormone. And if you're not pushing it through your system, it doesn't move on its own. It's not like your blood, you know, like your heart pumps, your blood moves through the body. Lymph doesn't do that. It just sits there and hangs out. So dry brushing, which is an Ayurvedic technique, dry brushing, oh my gosh, does wonders for moving lymph and helping your system detox. So your, your body is meant to detox on its own, but a lot of times it just needs a little help. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all these things are designed for that. I love dry brushing. I love jumping on my rebounder. I mm-hmm. love doing, I don't do super hot or super cold, but just mm-hmm. temperature changes in my yeah. body. And then I'll also get lymphatic massage. Um, mm-hmm. But I notice for me, I finally have some of the extra weight is coming off a little bit and I haven't done anything to my hormones. What I've been doing is lowering my viral load for Epstein-Barr and supporting my liver and and doing more lymph and detox and also doing the medical medium cell reduce and heavy metal detox protocol. And one of the healers that I was working with, she said something to me that was so beautiful. And I think you might love passing this on to some of your clients and, and people in your tribe. She said, I want you to look at that weight as an angel, because what that extra fluid and weight is doing is it's protecting your organs. The body Mm -hmm. holds on to that extra fluid just because you've got toxins moving through you. And so this weight is, is just a protector right now. And as soon as the toxins get flushed out and the organs don't need to be protected, it will start to come off. And she was right. And it really, it really changed my mindset against this, like, this is this awful thing that's just a matter of being a woman and getting older. And like, it's just, you know, (laughs) I'm just destined for this. Um, but it really was a beautiful reframe for me. So I'm I'm wondering if you have any of those little reframes for people, because I know women, one, we get so frustrated with our body and we feel crappy, but then two, we just judge ourselves so harshly and, and that makes it even harder. So I'm just wondering if you have any reframes that maybe would help women not be so freaking hard on their bodies. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So one of the first things is I talk a lot about weight loss for women and I don't like to just say, Oh, you just need to lose weight, et cetera. It's more about getting your body to a healthier point. So your metabolism works correctly for you. And when you look at, again, the history of women's health, it is really about what is the female body designed to do and function? How does it work? And most of the research is done on men. So a lot of times women are comparing themselves to a male journey. My, me and my husband went on a diet together. He, you know, just quit drinking beer three nights a week and still ate pizza. And he, you know, sneezes and farts and he drops 20 pounds for the month. You know, I have stuck to it a hundred percent. I have done all the things I've gone to the gym, et cetera. And I, lost two pounds. What the crap, right? And women are so frustrated after 30 days 
because men will have this amazing result and they won't. But the male body is designed to be able to build muscle and burn fat. The female body is actually designed to store fat. So it's very, it's not as often that we can get to fat burning, stay in fat burning. We have to use different techniques for that. When we look at our hormonal system, again, you have four different bodies throughout the month. And especially in weeks three and four, your body is going to have a heck of a time really burning fat and building muscle. It's not designed for that. Mm -hmm. So women will weigh themselves, you know, day to day, week to week and say, dang it, I weigh two pounds more, you know, this Monday than I did last Monday. And I'm like, dude, you should weigh more. Mm -hmm. You have, you literally, your uterus gets like twice as big when you have your period, you have more blood in your body. Mm -hmm. If you don't weigh more, I'm worried about you. Your weight should be different throughout the month. So if you're looking at weighing yourself and comparing results, look at what you weighed last month at this time. You know, if you weigh yourself on like, say, day 10 of your period of your cycle, look at last month, day 10. That's yeah. going to give you an accurate look of how you're progressing and what's going on in your system versus week to week because it's so different. So that's that's what I tell women. Yeah. Look at the female you know, measurements. Don't weigh week to week, weigh monthly and compare to previous. And you're, if you're looking at shifting anything hormonally, it takes a minimum of three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Minimum, minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Minimum. Stephanos and I in June did the fast metabolism diet and Mm. he completely leaned out. I gained weight. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, because, and, but that was before I knew what was really going on, you know? And and the same thing is true with cycles. I, I This is probably TMI, but I planned my wedding around when I would not have my period because I get so bloated and just, ugh. But then during this whole year of trying to figure out what the heck was going on, in May, somebody who a man, didn't know what he was doing, put me on progesterone cream because he's like, you're just estrogen dominant. We need to up your progesterone. And I just bled and bled and bled for like 22 days. And it completely messed up my cycle. And now I'm going to be smack dab PMSing and having my period, my wedding, my whole like trip. (laughs) I'm just like, no, 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 no. But this is something that women go through is we have different bodies at different times of the month and accepting that and, and not being so hard on ourselves is I think key to just coming into a healthy relationship with our body. Because one of the things that I've learned in my, my journey is that cortisol is a major component in terms of not being able to release weight and just feel good. It's like that wired and tired feeling. And I think that self-judgment and the stress that comes from self-judgment amps up cortisol as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. So yeah. can we get, dive into some more kind of tactical tips if a woman is like, I don't know what to do. I've been told 40 gazillion different things. I have done 20 million different diets. I just want to, because it got to me it got, for me, it got to the point where I didn't really care about how I looked. I just wanted to feel better. Like I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to feel better. So just some basic things. Maybe we'll talk to women who are premenopausal and still having a cycle. And then mm-hmm. I'd also love to talk to women who are, you know, getting close to menopause and in menopause and postmenopausal. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So for women who still have a regular cycle, that type of a thing. And again, that hormonal shift and change. Oh, it is. It is one of those things. Exactly. Your metabolism can't Rev, you know, don't worry about the extra weight or the scale or the inches right now. Focus on sleeping better, feeling better, 
having better energy, all that stuff is the key foundation to being able to get to weight loss easily. Right. So, so I love that you already said that. Um, but when we're looking at key things, you know, when you're really looking at the cycle in the month, the month is split up, you know, weeks one, two, three, and four weeks, one and two, your body's higher in estrogen. So you're going to be wanting to incorporate foods that are cooling foods. This is actually going to also match with your basal body temperature, basal body temperatures, lower, lower, eat cooling foods. This is really going to help your system out, you know, have the right estrogen levels, balance everything out better. Um, cooling foods are going to be foods like chicken, turkey, fish, you know, more raw fruits and vegetables, um, you know, drinking ice water, putting mint in your ice water for breakfast. One of my favorite things is a coffee shake. So I'll put, you know, peppermint oil extract in my, in my, um, coffee shake. So it's a, you know, chocolate protein and coffee because I <laughs> morning. I love coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know I had to give like... up coffee. It was devastating. Oh <laughs> yes. That's my fear is that but at some I point feel... somebody will be like, don't drink it. <laughs> oh, but I feel so much better off of it. I got to tell yeah. you. Anyway, oh. sorry, go on. Yeah. So, so, but just putting a little bit of mint in there, you know, easy, easy swap, easy thing to add, and you're doing cooling things then for your body. And that's going to help your body align with estrogen better and help that estrogen pattern out. Then after ovulation, you know, about day 14, 15, then it's going to be days 15 through 28, those last two weeks. So it's weeks three and four of your cycle, your body's higher in progesterone and your temperature should also be increasing there too. And so for a lot of women, you know, when you talk about estrogen dominance, all of those things, your basal body temperature may rise, but it won't stay high. So the key there is to get it high and keep it high. That's really, really important for function there. And so you just incorporate warming foods, you know, beef, bacon, hot fruits and vegetables, really cooking all of your foods, adding hot sauces, spicy things, peppers, all of that. I'll put cinnamon in my morning shake, you know, cinnamon and ginger, very, very warming. Also really good for the digestive system because your digestive system also slows down a little bit at that point too. So yep. this is a very quick and dirty <laughs> explanation of it, but, you know, really having that warming and cooling aspect to the month helps your system and helps your body regulate and have even cycles, regular cycles. And it can really help your body get rid of you know, PMS things, if your cycle's too long, if you're not ovulating at the right time, all of that, it does amazing, amazing things for your hormones. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean not ovulating at the right time? Ooh, yeah. So uh, so this is like a little gets under my skin a little bit when everybody's like, oh, I'm tracking my ovulation on an app. And I'm like, okay, like, does uh, does it take your temperature? (laughs) No, it's just timing. Nope. Then that's not, it's not accurate. You can ovulate four days early or five days late for just whatever, because that's because that's how the body works sometimes. And women will be then struggling with their fertility, thinking, oh, I don't understand why I'm not getting pregnant because I'm tracking my ovulation. It says I should have ovulated, but really they ovulated, you know, three days late or something and they missed the window. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a, it, there's just a number system. You can't go off of numbers for your body. Every body is different. And you might have, you know, a 10 day luteal phase or something. And the only way you're going to know that is basal body. Your body tells you. So basically taking your temperature in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Don't get one of those super fancy thermometers either. Thermometer's a thermometer. I see all this stuff all the time when they're like, oh, you need the fancy. Well, I'm like, no, you don't. It's like, 
a wedding candle, you know, yeah. you know this, right? Like it's a candle. Yeah. Just because it's a wedding candle doesn't mean it needs to cost a hundred dollars more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I remember you telling me once to, um, about the different nut butters that you can eat at different times in your cycle. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> the one thing about, um, you know, peanut butter or things like that is actually aggravating for the gallbladder, those things. Um, so I would avoid those during weeks three and four, but seed cycling, seed cycling is also fantastic for women. And some of you may be familiar with it. So that's sort of a base, you know, kind of beginner level of starting to eat for your cycle is seed cycling. So Super easy. Days one through 14 is incorporating one tablespoon of flaxseed and pumpkin seed every day. Each? Each. Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. Just, well, just a tablespoon of each, um, every day. Yeah. So you can grind it up. You can add it to a shake. You can, you know, put it in a salad. You can, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of recipes that I'll post, uh, that have, you can make muffins, you can make protein balls. Um, I've made banana bread with it, you know, just super easy ways to kind of incorporate it into your day. Um, cause, or, or you can just eat them raw. I do not enjoy that. I, yeah, (laughs) I will put them in a salad or something first. Um, and then progesterone. So days 15 through 28, you're going to have one tablespoon of each again of sesame and sunflower seeds, sesame and sunflower, Mm -hmm. and it can be butter or it can be seeds or the actual seeds. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And just everybody remember day one is when you start bleeding. That's your, Mm -hmm. your day one of your cycle. Okay, cool. So this is great. And we're not taking thousands of supplements. This is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just regular food, regular food. What about cycling your style of exercise according to your cycle? (gasps) Yes. Yes. This is good too. Um, so I, I talk about this in, in my first book, uh, the female fat solution, I talk about food for your hormones and then exercising for your hormones. So again, days one through 14, your body is higher in estrogen. You're going to be able to build and maintain lean muscle better. Your endurance is going to be better. Um, you're just going to have more energy overall. So if you're looking to, you know, really burn fat, you need to have more muscle to do that. So for muscle building, that's going to be more easy to accomplish during days one through 14. Your body tissue can recover faster and muscle can be built easier. Days 15 through 28, it is not as easy to build muscle. It's more about maintaining it at that point and then helping your system just stay active, keep that lymph moving, all of that stuff. More interval training, that type of a thing is great, but not anything super, super heavy in terms of really expecting your system to build a lot of muscle. Right. Just yeah, the hormones are doing a different job then. So they, they are, they are. Yes. Okay. And before we get to premenopause and menopausal PMS, mm-hmm. how can we make it not so hellish? Yeah. So the seed cycling that can help a lot eating for your cycle. I have a lot of women that just start incorporating that. And again, I have videos on this. I have a ton of resources on this, you know, just out there on the interwebs so that you can check out on how to do this. But it is amazing at how your cycle can change. I have, this is actually a good friend of mine. She was just bedridden for days when she'd have her period. She's like, literally, I can't get out of bed for like three days. Mm. And I'm like, you're missing out on like two weeks every year because you can't get out of bed. She's like, yeah, I just can't. And then my cycle lasts for like seven to nine days. It's super heavy. It's, It's really terrible. I have to recover. Right. And she has, so she's like, I really feel normal. Maybe two weeks out of the month Ugh. every month. Yeah. A lot of women are like this. So she started seed cycling and she started eating for her cycle. And again, keep in mind, this does not change overnight. 
But after six months, she was like, I can go the entire period that I have and not, and not have to lay down now. You know, I don't even have to sit down and rest. She's like, I might take a pause for a minute, but she's like, it's no big deal. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not doing anything crazy. I was like, I know (laughs) it's just your body's working better. Yeah. And does it help with like heavy bleeding as well? Doing the seed Mm -hmm. cycling in your cycle? Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then let's talk about that transition into pre-menopause. How do women know when they're hitting it? Um, and what are some things they can do? So it's not so awful. And then also, do you believe that hormone therapy is necessary? Mm, Yeah. So ultimately, I mean, everybody is different. So every gal has to make that choice. There's been, you know, women that I have worked with that, you know, they've had horrific health things happen. Like they tested, you know, positive or, you know, BRCA positive and they're, Oh my gosh, I'm having a double mastectomy, hysterectomy, you know, preventatively all of a sudden get thrown into menopause over overnight. Like that's not nice. So Mm-mm. they'll find ways to ease into it. So that's, I feel like sometimes a decision each gal needs to make for herself pending her own issues, but there are a lot of really good things you can do naturally just to help your system along. Because what women don't realize is that when you're going through perimenopause and then into menopause, you know, it's like puberty in reverse, mm-hmm. you know, and what most gals don't realize also is that it can take four to six years for your hormones to regulate on their own naturally. So when you're 12 and you get your first period, it could be till you're 16 or 17 or 18 before your cycle's normal on its own anyway. But a lot of us were told, oh, you have an irregular period. You must be on the pill. Let's right. go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nope. It's okay if it's irregular. Let your body figure it out. And then the same thing happens in reverse later in life. And a lot of women then don't understand, you know, these irregular cycles, hormonal differences, all of that. But again, it's, it really is just about getting your system the grace it needs to go through that. But later in life, Again, part of this is going to be the liver processing and metabolizing all those excess hormones out. So making sure that's functioning well, but you essentially get a new body. That's one of the fun things I like to talk about. And in my new book that I have coming out, the what really, really fun things is that you get a new body when you go through menopause, everything changes. So of course you're going to need to eat differently for that new body. Your body processes, you know, carbohydrates differently. So you're going to need a different balance of carbohydrates. Your body needs more protein than it did before to do the same job that it was doing. So if you were say happy with your weight before you went through menopause, you actually have to eat more protein just to keep it the same. Mm. Yeah. Totally different, totally different ballgame. Your body uploads you know, nutrients differently. It's actually going to need some more minerals and electrolytes than it did before. Um, and it's going to react to stress differently. So all of these things are really important to keep in mind that, you know, as you're heading into the perimenopause and your cycle gets irregular, that's very normal. And of course the full menopause is you've gotten one full calendar year without a period. Um, you can do blood tests, test a couple of hormones to see if you're in quote unquote menopause, but Other than that, I mean, really just start fueling your body differently. And that's what this book is all about. Just diving into the specifics that the female body needs later in life because it's a, it's a different body. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, intuitively knowing what works for your body as well. Like I, for me, I did intermittent fasting and I would lean out, but I was crabby. Mm. Um, I had way more 
estrogen dominance, like way more breast tenderness, way more um, heavy bleeding, those kind of things. And I was like starving <laughs> and oh, I was a yeah. little more stressful. And I've, my body's always been a little, like ever since I was like, I used to pass out in school if I didn't eat at a certain time. And when I go oh, back wow. to, I, I'd like to fast 12 hours. Like I, I make sure that I don't have anything for 12 hours just to give myself a rest, but my mood, my sleep, everything's better when I'm not going, you know, more than 12, 13 hours without like a little something. I also used to work out fasted and again, great results, but that started kicking me in the ass after, you know, five years of doing that. And so it, I think we just intuitively and, and seeing what happens, we need to adjust accordingly and not just think that because we're losing weight, we're healthy because yes. I did that for a long time, you know, being super mm-hmm. lean, losing weight, but it was taxing my liver. It was definitely taxing my adrenals and it, my body was just having to work harder. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. So many women do that. On average, women go on four diets a year. Yeah. Oh, God Isn't bless us. God bless yeah. us. <laughs> So women that are premenopausal or in menopause, your book, The Female Menopause Solution, is out on Amazon. It's available now, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Great. And where can people go to – I know you have tons of videos. You're amazing on YouTube. You have so much information. So where do people find all that? Yeah. So I have a YouTube channel. It's just Dr. Beth Westy. My website is just Dr. Beth Westy. And – everything, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all of it, just Dr. Beth Westy that people can find me to really, you know, start researching. The thing I hear the most is that when people come across my YouTube, they binge watch for like three hours. Yes. 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 <laughs> which is great. Which yes. is great. Yes. Because yeah. it, it is, it's, it's you, first of all, it's amazing to have it coming from a woman because you understand what a period is. No man really will ever understand <laughs> what it is. You've been through it. You understand how body changes after after having a child. And oh, that was another thing I wanted to ask you for women that, you know, after they have a child and there's so much postpartum, there's often can be postpartum anxiety, depression, hair loss, definitely trouble getting cycle back and weight loss. Do you have any tips for women that are just coming out of having a baby or maybe stopping breastfeeding? Any suggestions for them in terms of having more hormonal balance? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So essentially when you're looking at things from like an Eastern medicine standpoint, the just to phrase it simply, the baby kind of sucks the life out of you. <laughs> it just takes so much stored nutrient and everything from your body that you have to rebuild up those stores. So a lot of women will ha- be able to maybe have one kid and then they struggle with fertility after that with their second. They're like, I don't understand. I'm like, listen, you spent so much time trying to get skinny after the baby. You didn't fuel your body and you were nutrient, you know, de- nutrient depleted. Mm. And it's all about those nutrients getting stored up in your body again. So fuel your body. And I know it's hard to go through that and go through that huge body morph change and it's crazy. And then you just want your body back after you, after you are not sharing it anymore, you want it back, but it's really important to think about, okay, am I doing this in a healthy way? Am I being patient enough with my system or am I trying to rush the process and really not letting my body build up in vitality and nutrients again? Um, because that will, 
that will just cause you to be fatigued, have more problems. You know, you can, a lot of women will not be able to nurse for as long as they want to nurse. And then they won't be able to get pregnant again when they want to get pregnant because their body just isn't ready. Mm. Yeah. So it really is about focusing more on building yourself back up, resting Mm -hmm. and not caring so much about getting your pre-baby body back. I see a lot of those posts, you know, women six months, eight months out and they're like, I got my pre-baby, I'm back to my pre-baby body weight. And great, like more power to you. And did you do it in a healthy way is always my question, you know, Um, because Mm -hmm. one of my friends who'd recently had a baby said that there now have been studies long enough to show that adrenal fatigue from having a baby, if you really don't rest, if you don't take those first, especially 40 days to rest, shows up like five years later that you can kind of push it. And then five years later, you just get whacked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, And of course then women won't think about it because they're like, what? I got a five-year-old. I'm okay. (laughs) Exactly. I'll just have more coffee. Oh my gosh. Well, I have got a bazillion more questions for you, but I know it's all in your books and it's all on your YouTube channels and you have programs people can do. So again, you can go check out Dr. Beth Westy's new book, The Female Menopause Solution, and all the things that Dr. Beth Westy, stalker on YouTube. You can just go to YouTube and type <laughs> Dr. Beth Westy. We'll have all the links in the, in the show notes. Um, I'd love to just end on uh, you just speaking directly to the woman who's frustrated with her body and hormones and feels like she's never going to be out of PCOS or bad PMS or infertility or weight loss. Like she just feels like this is a prison sentence. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I completely understand how just exactly how frustrating that is. And then to try and talk to people and have people either not understand or not even say, believe you. And you're like, no, I'm going to the gym or I'm trying all these things and it's just not working. And Again, people look at you like, what? Are you sure? And it it can be so defeating and heartbreaking to go through that. But the one thing to remember is that there's always things you can do and take control of that puts you in the driver's seat of getting your health back, getting your hormone control back. But it just takes more time than what you're expecting, like a minimum of three months. Oftentimes it can be six months, even up to a year of consistently working on it. So there is a lot of stuff out there that you can do, but just really focus on it for a longer period of time. You'll be amazed at the difference Mm. it makes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you for being an advocate. Thank you for being a resource. Thank you for the support you've given me and just really, really excited for this next book. Yay. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. 